Good morning. Welcome to Out of the Coal Mine. Pastor Mark Jasinski here with Crossroads Fellowship, CRC in West Des Moines. It's good to be with you today. Out of the Coal Mine. Seems like an odd name, right? <clears throat> Originally, it was in the coal mine. Um, last church I served was basically in the area of the coal mines, just kind of seemed appropriate. And now out of the coal mine. So here I am, uh, serving a different church in Iowa, yep, but here in West Des Moines, so out of the coal mine. You know, so that's the basic imagery. There's other attachments to the name, you know, just like the work that was done in coal mines and what it means to come out of it and into uh, the light. So from the darkness, the hard work, the labor into the light and fellowship and um, yeah, other images there. Maybe I'll explore a little bit on another day. But today here out of the coal mine, I want to begin with uh, a psalm I read on a visit uh, about three weeks ago. And uh, just, it's been an important psalm to me now lately, and uh, I want to share it with you. We'll just start off this morning. So Psalm 128, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see prosperity, uh, the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Just a great reminder and encouragement of who we are, what we're made for, and uh, the fruit of living a life in the way that God ordains. Psalm 128. So, uh, you know, a lot of my work in sermon prep during the week is done with uh, reading, a lot of times reading commentaries. Uh, we've been going through First Samuel, and uh, I've got a whole good group of commentaries that I've enjoyed. A multitude of counselors in the construction of uh, the sermon, a couple in particular, which I've, uh, I've loved uh, and have been extremely helpful in working through this book of First Samuel. Kind of sad coming to an end. Uh, it's been a good study uh, for me personally to go through it, and I've had a lot of good, a lot of good feedback from the church. Not that that's what you're looking for, but it's nice to know that people are benefiting as well from uh, the word being preached. You know, you, we know they would. The word will not return void. Um, so praise God for doing His work through His preached word. Uh, another way that I study is through logos, and logos is. Uh, a computer program. It's like this online library. It's been an amazing resource I've had for over a decade. And uh, it's got about a thousand books on this library, this uh, digital library. And um, a lot of commentaries, atlases, uh, you know, you have books to work with the original languages, uh, many uh, different dictionaries, uh, so on and so forth. Um, and some fiction books, but over a thousand books in this digital Christian library. And the program's so powerful. I, I, you know, I'm just now, I feel like after a decade, getting a grasp on Logos and how to use it. Uh, I think partially they've made it easier. So when it first came out, it was a, l- a little cumbersome to maneuver. Uh, now it's just uh, completely accessible. And uh, so it's been fun to work with that computer program. And it's like you have a library assistant as well. So you can type in, uh, as an example, a word you could type in um, like sin, or you could type in um, Lebanon or, or some or some word uh, that you want to know more about. And it'll go through all your books. And uh, it not only will it tell you what the words mean, where they derive from, you know, their, uh, um, their uh, 
basically what I'm trying to say is you have a library assistant who ultimately will go through all of your books in uh, this digital library and pull out uh, from the books uh, where your word is mentioned or your theme or your verse. It's it's amazing. And it does it in just a, a matter of seconds. So it can go through a thousand books and just give you every reference that your books make uh, to to what you're looking up. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a great program. It does a lot more than that. Uh, I'll tell you that. But if you're looking for a good online resource, a digital library you can take with you. I would highly recommend Logos. Uh, they've been good to work with too, um, helping, me, helping me understand a bit of uh, um, just some of the questions I've had in the recent weeks. I you know, gave them a call and uh, the response has been helpful. Uh, but there's one thing on Logos that's just a bit creepy, you know, and it's kind of like if we have this technology in our normal civilization hands, you know, like what else is out there? And so th- there's this one program on Logos where, you know, pastors can upload their sermons and the sermons are uploaded and then they're uh, uh, transliterated uh, into text. And then the text is analyzed. It must be by AI. And then Logos gives you a readout of the emotions of that pastor, whether uh, uh, whether they're happy or sad or angry or joyful, um, n- not just their immediate emotion, but even uh, the, the character makeup of the pastor. Um, uh, you know, are, are they helpful? Are they empathetic? Are they conscientious? Like it's, it's, it's creepy. So you get a whole list of graphs of the speaker and the text and not always does it match up, you know, because you can be reading a text from scripture that talks about sadness and suddenly that's assigned, uh, to, to the preacher or to the, you know, to, to the graphs that are made. But I'm just like, what in the world, what is this and how is this helpful? So it's just amazing to see how technology has come, but AI, boy, what is that going to be like? You know, I was reading an article yesterday on bots and how um, right now, I think it's like what, uh, online on social media, people are interacting with more bots than people and they don't even know the difference. So like bots are leaving reviews of books on Amazon or, um, you know, other forms of social media. You're interacting with uh, AI and you don't even know it. Um, you know, it's interesting too, like from uh, The Matrix, if, if you've ever seen that movie, and uh, I don't know the character's name, but the, one of the characters was given the choice to remain in The Matrix or come out of it. Um, and he wanted to remain. He loved he loved that world. You know, and I think like, how many people just enjoy interacting with bots? You know, we're such an isolated world where uh, people are lonely. Uh, they're looking for interaction. It's like, they'll just take anything, you know, even if it's a bot. And even if they knew it was a bot, like, would they even care? Just the fact that they're interacting um, with somebody just found it interesting, uh, the times that we're in and technology as it's changing, uh, who knows where we're going. You know, I, I watched a, uh, a sermon be preached in, in Germany, uh, that was written by AI. And so this was probably about a half a year ago. Um, you kind of wonder how that goes. Cause AI, I'm sure can put together a, a wonderful sermon. Just give it its, uh, um, its parameters and, um, it's language you want it and it's themes and it, it can put, if it can put uh, research papers together, surely it can write a sermon. And so they had a bot write a sermon and then they had an avatar of that bot preach the sermon. And so the, uh, the crowd just packed in to hear what this avatar would do in preaching. And so that it preached it um, and people left and they're like, Oh, it was just cold. It was, it didn't, it didn't feel human from the avatar. It didn't have any emotion. Um, it didn't, it didn't have any feeling. Um, the, the uh, theology was great. The exegesis was wonderful, but it was just missing the human element. Um, so there's still something missing and you wonder if AI can cover that, that gap. Uh, can it cover, um, one-to-one interaction, not over text like the bots are doing on social media, 
But like having an avatar like like uh, Max Headroom back in the day, or um, I don't know what would be comparable right now. But like, uh, can you have an avatar that's AI that can emotionally respond to you that you can't tell the difference? Like if if there's an AI avatar preaching a sermon, can it be so human you don't even know? Uh, with its emotions and expressions. Um, but right now, like that's, it's not where we're at. So, uh, the congregation left that church just feeling cold, like, nope, didn't feel right. Text was good. Uh, exegesis was good, but it was missing an important element that only other people can offer. And so only other pastors can offer, um, you know, from the pulpit that, uh, ethos, pathos, logos that, uh, you know, that what, what comes from other humans to humans, that's what we're made for. We're made for fellowship. You know, we're, we're made to interact with people, uh, and that's one of the benefits of the church. You know, uh, when we go through our membership classes, we remind those in the membership class, we're not making you anything. Uh, we're acknowledging that you're a part of the body of Christ. And here's the local expression of that here. And uh, and what, what you benefit from acknowledging that membership, obviously, is uh, oversight from the elders. Elders are accountable uh, back to you as well. Um, but there are benefits, right? You have you have you have a church who's willing to serve you, who's praying for you, who's who's encouraging you. Um, you know, even right now as we're looking for uh, our youth leaders, you have people that'll step into the gap to uh, fulfill those promises of training up our young people. Uh, but all the benefits of this human interaction of what we're made for—we're not made for isolation. We're not—we're not made to be alone. Uh, we're made for. Uh, ultimately to worship God and to glorify him, but he's made us together a body of believers and all that benefits that, uh, that come from being with other people. Uh, let me end this morning with uh, another one of uh, my favorite Psalms, Psalm 148. So I'll leave you with these words this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the Lord, praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and all flying things, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above all a heaven, above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise all his saints for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. Well, it's been good to be with you again this morning on Out of the Coal Mine. I'll talk to you again soon.